gentlemen. Thank you for coming out tonight. Make some noise. Come on. Get louder. Make some noise. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just. Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. Never get too low. We can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling and hustling. On this journey we call life, I'm just earning my own stripes. Better days, man, I've been praying, I've been praying like all night. Sacrificing the ball is life, having dreams of me building temples. Elevating, educating, still got dreams of me going to temple. Man, I want to be versus the man I was born into. Born into sin, no judging, but there's no crim de la crim in the city. It's us against them. The worker versus the taker, the taker versus the violator. The hustler in me will annihilate you. Ask the creator why they describe fortune as paper. When we all know the real players is shedding love. You spread that, you get it back tenfold Stay on your feet like insoles You reap what you sow, right? Don't be asleep for your whole life Trying to creep these streets like underneath ain't a hole, right? We'd rather dig ditches instead of building bridges But I'm here and I lack fear and I need a real witness Walk with me All we have is what we're blessed with The rest is just Walk with me Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate And we gon' make it just Get too low, we can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling and hustling. On this journey we call life. Walk with me. Grandmom 50, grandson 16. But to the household, he's a king. Cause he envisioned his mother as a queen. But she passed when he was eight, and grandmom took her place. She was a base head, and daddy was a base runner. He never loved him, chose his money in replace of him. That's when grandmom stepped in, her grandson best friend. But grandson stepped out, started putting his chest out, started learning his truth by striking fear in the youth. Little boy, no more, he need a miracle too. Now ask yourself a question with all this mass aggression. If he committed a crime out of frustration as an adolescent, does he deserve a prison sentence or a better blessing? Did you even bother to question whether we learned this lesson? His story could come from glory. He could be another person's blessing. Not believing you get the message? Won't you please walk with me walk as I give the message? Walk with me. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just. Walk with me. Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. Walk with me. Never get too low. We can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling walk and hustling. On this journey we call life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Office Hour. The brother Dr. Carl Jones. And I am your host tonight. Um, listen, fam, um, if you can share this broadcast with everybody, everybody, you know, share with as many people as you can. Um, we're going to be getting some real stuff. You know, I'll go rejuvenate a little bit. A little while ago, too. <laughs> a little while ago, something I ain't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> a little while ago, um, then I was feeling, you know, you get a little queasy feeling sometimes. Um, I got a little queasy feeling sometimes. You don't know how you, you know. Um, and, uh, sorry about that. You know, you've been going through some things, um, physically, you know, and I, um, 
You know, I've been on a cleanse, so I didn't know whether I was going to make it for the broadcast tonight. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, thank you to the ancestors and to our deities, you know, who we, who we uh, lifted and, um, and to the most high. We're here tonight. And as you see, I'm sharing the broadcast family. Make sure you go to that share button. Um, we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we had African Independence Day this past weekend. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, we had a lot of, um, you know, solid brothers and sisters that came through. Um, shout out to uh, Mama Pam Africa, you know, Mama Kosovo, Sabri, Locks Conference. Make sure y'all get tuned in because that's the next big thing we're doing here in Philly. The Locks Conference coming in October, October 6th and 7th. Make sure you go and you Google um, the Locks Conference. Um, Philly Locks Conference, Google Philly Locks Conference, so that you can get it and you can get um, access to the group. Your brother will be will be presenting at the Locks Conference, so um, make sure you come through. Um, a whole different experience when you see us in person, you know. Um, and while we're talking about that real quick, I just want to explain something back to the family, man. Cause I got a <laughs> I got a disturbing inbox from a good brother of mine, man. Good brother, earlier today, um, he felt like I was being, you know, I was dismissive. Uh, um, you know, he reached out a little while ago. He's been a strong supporter of um, all the projects that I've been a part of. He's been a strong supporter. So, what the fuck? Hold on for a second. I don't understand. Every time I get on here, they keep trying to give me updates. Like, now nah, I don't want to update. Leave me alone. <laughs> Every time I do an update on my computer, something goes wrong. So, um, but he, you know, he had the impression that for some strange reason I was just being, you know, um, dismissive. And just let me explain something to you, family, real quick. This is not my full-time job in terms of, you know, um, bringing income into my home, dealing with my family, or dealing with obligations um, that, that everybody deals with on a day-to-day basis. I have those same obligations. So if you give me something, don't think that I'm taking it and I'm just going to shove it to the side of the other. No. Understand, family, that I'm putting two things together, like two full-time lives and trying to fit them into one. One I get paid for, one I don't. This one, when we talk about independence and black, you know, the black community, that's a message, that's a journey from, you know, that's a spiritual journey from my heart. You know, I'm purposed by it, so I give all of my free time and extra energy to it. Unfortunately, that doesn't pay the bills. And I, and I can't keep um, reemphasizing that enough. So I have to do things that do pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? And while people say things like, I'm not going to try to sponsor your lifestyle, this, that, and the other, you can't be upset. But I don't have time to follow through on something specific to you. And specifically when you consider how taxing this lifestyle is for me. You know, um, as I try to break it down to the brothers, you know, we got conference calls. We got conferences. We actually meet in person. You know, um, we have places we have to be all over the country sometimes. You know, we have uh, phone call. My phone rang on several different occasions this week before 6 a.m. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just, I just, we just need people to understand. This is a taxing thing when you try to take on the, the you know, the uh, whole thing when you're trying to save the black community. You know, because we make ourselves accessible, unfortunately, you know, we also fall in line with the expectation of, you know, uh, you must not be doing much because I can get it through to you. Nah, family, I'm, I'm making an exception. To receive because of how supportive you've been, you know. But at the same time, you gotta understand, family. We work tirelessly around the clock. A lot of times, we don't get any sleep. I got like six projects that need to be done by next week. You know what I mean? 
and we don't talk about publicly. But anyway, family, um, but just getting back to um, African Independence Day, you know, we had a wonderful conversation. People came through. Um, you know, we had a brother I.L. come through from um, EMV, and for those of you know, it's um, um, irritated genes. Um, we had my brother, Mr. James, come through. Um, we, had a, we had a lot of people in the building, y'all. Um, shout out to the, um, the uh, urban shaman who, you know, were, were, were not contributed, but he organized back in Independence Day. And um, also my brother, built um, my brother over, you know, uh, for doing all the work. And um, got to give a shout out to Mama Atiola's. Mama Atiola, was, uh, she was good, she, as always, hosting us. Um, and she was gracious to allow us to, to, to bring that we together. So we want to thank you, thank you to everybody that does that. Um, that, that, that. Now, family, um, I also want to talk about that, you know, because we did have an experience that in the clinic day that I hope you need to get into. And one of the things that we have to get into, family, um, is the conversation concerning the, you know, the way um, some black businesses, we had, um, a lot, like, we had a lot of vendors um, on, on Saturday. We had a lot of vendors out there. And what happened was uh, we had a few, not much, you can count on one hand, you know, um, white people who, who peruse through the crowd. And you know how I feel about that. Me personally, I want to make them feel as uncomfortable as possible. Then we were at um, Atiola's on Friday night. White folk came in thinking they were going to get some vegan cuisine or whatever. Got introduced to that black power and they walked out. <laughs> Half of them got to the window and did a flip <laughs> and walked back. They didn't even try to come in because of all that black power, that energy we had. It was like, you know, double repellent. You know what I'm saying? It was like double repellent. So we were able to get them out of here. So um, shout out to the family for that. But on Sunday, on Sunday, on Saturday, excuse me, when they came through, you know, um, after Independence Day, they got their energy later on, you know, um, Brother King Samed, <laughs> he ran them out of there. But uh, for that, you know, we had these white women who came through. And when they walked through, they looked at my stand, you know, because I had a table out there, you know, my shirt had the message on there. Um, I didn't ask to be black. I just got lucky. Black independent. Black, <laughs> I am black power. We had those shirts out. And I wasn't there because I was pulled away a lot. But when I walked up, I saw them sort of like looking at my table. Two white women who were dressed in African garb, by the way, very disrespectful. And they were mocking the, the shirts. You know, and I can visibly see it. So by the time I got to my table, they were already, you know, they had already walked off. But they came back, and then it was a sister who was next to me who had some items. And when they came to her station, you know, she sort of like opened up the red carpet to them. And I'm not saying treat people badly, but I'm like, goddamn, family. It was like a new, a new level of excitement when these white women engaged her at her, stand, at her station. And I personally felt like that was just a violation. You know, because as black people, we sitting there always for some strange reason. We treat these Europeans with the utmost respect when it comes to business. Like their dollar spends better than the black dollar, or their ice is colder. And even in an event that was African-centered, we still had people in the event who felt that way. You know, particularly, you know, in terms of um, being vendors. Not everybody. I didn't see, I only saw the one time, but on occasion. So, um, excuse me. So this is this is what I'm gonna get with. We gotta treat each other better, fam. 
that's each other back. And because um, we can't keep saying support black business without the black business itself being supportive of the customer and clientele that they serve. We keep pointing the finger at the customer, but if you make me feel like a second-rate citizen, a second-class citizen in your establishment, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to keep supporting your ass. And that's just me keeping it in the hundred. Hold on one time, I think I have a plug in my charger, because last time... Uh, uh, yeah. Give, give, give me one second, y'all. Make sure we all plug in. There you go. Sorry about that. But, that's just the, you know, the gist of it, fam. You can't treat black people bad, you know, or treat them as though we, they, they, like, we, like they deserve our service, you know, like, like, like we are obligated to spend our money in places with black spaces, but then treat white folk like, like royalty, like they're trying to sell them and buy them. And I talk to a lot of brothers and sisters, people who I've grown up with, that's their mentality. If I can just get the attention of white folk, we're going to blow up. And that's not always the case. A lot of times these white folks come in with the same colonized mind of, you know, their ancestors. So when they come in, they see your shit, they look for ways to steal it. You'll be quite honest with you. You know, oh, this is a wonderful space. Whole time you're looking at it, they're thinking about, hmm, after we gentrify this area, this would be a nice place to put that new, you know, coffee shop, that new boutique. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be you gotta be up on that, fam. You gotta be up on game. And without further, you know, uh, further ado, also, listen, I know y'all know that I'm selling the shirts. If you have children, I'm selling children's tea, all right? Children's t-shirts, um, the I Am Black Power, this, that, and the other, um, and the, uh, all the other shirts, with the exception of the Black Independence. We have those on backwards. So hold on for that. But I have children's tea excuse me, for $10. And I'm also adding a food dish, two food dishes to the menu, all right? I'm adding um, humble pie and crust. For everybody that was talking shit last week about, <clears throat> you know, my post, when I put that video out explaining how <clears throat> that LeBron James Promise School was not a victory flag. Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, post nasal drip or something. But, so, shout out to y'all. Because all of y'all this week, have been putting up posts and videos talking about how although LeBron did a great thing and I commend him for it, you know, let's not jump on the bandwagon yet. When last week, it was a victory. Everybody putting up the praise hands and shit. Everybody talking about salute. LeBron school here. They got the, 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 the Umar memes. And <laughs> the Umar memes were funny, but that wasn't even a fair comparison, man. You know, the one, and, and that was some low shit. You know what I mean? You don't do that type of stuff to other black people. Now, I don't give a damn how you disagree with them. We're not in a powerful enough position to stick on other black people, the brother. Like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you compare that situation. But a lot of people came back, came back to the fold, and they couldn't admit or acknowledge. And nobody came to me and said, you know what, brother, he was right. That shit ain't, it's not a victory for black people. It's a nice gesture, but it ain't a victory for black people. Nobody came back to the fold with that. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. It's all good. Listen, I got a special rate on the humble pie. 
Thank y'all special Ray McCrow. You know what I'm saying? For all that. Y'all know who y'all are. So family, let's get into the meat of this whole conversation. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I before we do, let me see, let me shout out everybody that's in the room. My sister Queen Lo Glenn out of Long Island. Peace and black power to you, Queen. Ah, the homies, like <laughs> my sister, Monica Mitchell, peace and black power to you, sister. All right, my brother Lorenzo Smith, peace and black power to you, King. My brother Mitchell Chance, that's right. I shave. We are some busy MFers. We don't even get no sleep. People don't even know. That's always my sister, only Gamble, peace and black, black power to you. Okusu, brother Carlos. Make sure y'all keep sharing this, family. Peace, sister Dana Parks. Thank you for sharing. Okusu, uh, peace and black power to you. My sister, Crystal Denise. I'll be seeing you soon, sister. Um, Sister Robin, peace and black power to you. All right, do I have everybody? My brother Samaj, peace and black power. The NBLF is in the house. So, family tonight, let's let's, let's get into it, man. This whole situation, and then everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen um, the video of it, of the the family in, um, in Brooklyn that got hit up, that got beat down by. Uh, Asian nail, nail I don't know, toenail um, polish technicians. They went to a toenail. Um, they went to a, uh, a pedicure, a pedicure shop in New York, and um, they got their asses whooped inside the store. You know, they was like picking up chairs. They was throwing trash cans. They was hitting with, with um, you know what I'm saying, uh, brooms. They would beat, they beat the shit out of these ladies. I mean, tell them the hell they home, but the bottom line is just that. Um, we had a, a young sister who mounted a protest by, and, you know, that's a good look for her. You know what I mean? I'm not going to discount that. Um, that's that, you know, I'm out there, young, activated, activist. That's what's up, you know. And then, you know, I saw, you know, I saw my brother two out there, you know, um, meeting some rallies. And they shut the store down. They shut that store down. I think they shut another store down on that block. And then, um, you know, we had some people from the family post, and I reposted the um, the, the the black owned, you know, um, pedicure shops, beauty shops in in New York. You know, from Brooklyn, Harlem, Manhattan, Queens. You had you know a nice variety for black people to go to. And my biggest issue is one, like right, two issues that on top. The first issue I have is um, why didn't the black people who were in that salon or in that in, in that um, beauty shop why didn't they seek out the black shops first? Damn all this stuff we talk about convenience bitches down the street. Damn all that other shit. Why aren't you seeking out black business? That's one. Number two is why are we why, why are we protesting Jordan when the word has been put out? The word has already been put out that you should not be doing business with these Asians when we have adequate black coverage in that area. We have adequate black businesses in that area. Why are you still doing business with these Asians when you, they've shown this thing, disgust, and they've shown that that's not, not just Asian women, but Asian men will beat up black women in these particular establishments? How many times do you need for somebody to keep coming to the rescue for this shit? Before you learn, 
You won't go to a bad part of your neighborhood because you think you might get robbed. But you'll go to a place where you get bad service and you could possibly get harmed with no, with no avail. I don't fucking understand it. I don't understand it. You know, it's crazy, right? Because I was sitting at a, um, I was at the mall today with my client. And so I was sitting out eating. Um, I, you know, I like to let him you know, check some things out. I keep an eye on him, but I let him check some things out. And as I'm sitting there, these two young black girls are sitting like two tables over. And they looked at me, looked at my shirt. My shirt was my shirt that I was wearing there was, you know, the iron black power shirt. And they looked at each other and they immediately got uncomfortable and wanted to get up and move somewhere else. And they went and sat next to this white dude, this white dude, this white man. My thing is, why is it that there's this perceived danger of of, of black men without without I know we need to fix it. But why do you feel safer around people who have been shown to, to hurt and harm? White men have been shown to hurt and harm black women and black girls. You know what I'm saying? So, so why, we need to come to, to, to grip with all these different things. Why do we keep going places outside of our community instead of trying to fix the shit that's in our community? I, you know what I'm saying? So, so this is my issue with this whole concept of are we smarter than the fifth grade? Because today, in that same mall, I, I got video of, and if you go to my Instagram, you'll see the video of a whole shitload of black people in the line for Starbucks coffee. Why are we still in, why are we still in the line for Starbucks coffee when they have a history of showing that they have, that they have no regard for you? Why are we still in the lines for that? Why are we still going to the Waffle House? When they have shown repeat, there was like five stories within three weeks of black people getting shitted on in the Waffle House. You had one, that was one weekend, you had um, something that happened, I believe it was in, I think one was in uh, Tennessee and the other was in Texas, where you had black people getting, getting um, a black woman got her ass whooped the same weekend as Starbucks shit, got her ass whooped by the police officer and, and, and pretty much stripped naked. And pulled out. That same night, you had a white supremacist go out and find uh, he targeted. He targeted the Waffle House that was full of black people and went there and killed four black people. It would have been more if the brother wasn't saved. The brother didn't save. And, I, and I, my apologies for not having that up because I meant to pull that up. You know, see the, the, you know, the brother that was the hero that was going around and, and he, um, you know, caught the dude, you know what I'm saying, reloading and slammed them up in the door and busted the gun from them. You know what I'm saying? So, right after that, we had situations and incidents. First of all, Starbucks, we had an incident on the West Coast like three days later with the same type of story about black people having the cops called on them for receiving bad service. Waffle House, you had like, you had like five more incidents. There was an incident where sister later got arrested because they had tried to charge her for utensils. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so family, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out why in the hell do we keep fighting to be in these places when we have adequate black replacements for them in these particular cities and counties and townships. There are, you want to talk about somewhere to eat. Shit, if there's one thing black people have, it's places to eat. We got like a gazillion black restaurants in Philadelphia. Some of the most famous ones you've heard of, I have not even got the chance to get to because there's so many of them here in Philadelphia. 
I'm pretty sure in New York you got, I know in New York you got black restaurants, because every time I go to New York, I get something to eat from a black establishment. Every time I go, you got Caribbean, you got West Indian people, brothers and sisters on the block serving good food. Why are we getting, why, why do we have to go to these damn places? We, why, why do we feel like it's a leg up to go to these, um, these, these establishments, these, these hot spots that were created by Europeans for Europeans? Why are we indulging and endorsing those things, especially Starbucks? Starbucks is the gentrification marker of America. And you support Starbucks? Forget the whole thing, idea that Magic Johnson owns franchises. Magic Johnson sold those franchises years ago. You're not supporting black business by going to Starbucks. Why do we feel the need to keep doing those things, man? Why do we feel the need to keep going into places? Asian hair salon, but you got too many options to get your beauty supplies, products, and services from black people. You got too many options. And see, this goes along with the whole conversation we had last week about this LeBron James school. Because it wasn't, people weren't mad at me about the LeBron James school comment. What they were mad about is that I spoke about it from an African-centered point of view, a black power point of view, a black first point of view. And a lot of these Negroes want inclusion so much that they say, they, they, they will literally say, fuck that black power shit, that black power bullshit. They will say stuff like that, and they'll step over the picket line of black empowerment, us blocking you and protecting you. They'll push past this, I ain't with that nigga shit. And you go into the store and get twisted. You go into the store and get treated and served like the nigga they thought you were. And then you come back out the store, the restaurant. Oh my God, they did this to me because I'm black. Yeah, motherfucker, we told you that before you went in. Now you want us to fight for you? Have you lost your goddamn mind? We don't have that type of re- we don't have those type of resources to be picking up frivolous fights. I just told you earlier in the broadcast, my time is full. If I have 10 minutes to sit down and catch my motherfucking breath, that's 10 more minutes than I expected to at the beginning of the day. We don't have time to keep running out here chasing ambulances and putting out fires that you create. It's like Smokey the Bear. We keep telling you, stop causing forest fires. You're like, I ain't listening to that shit until you cause a forest fire. Then somebody else has to come put themselves in danger to help put that goddamn fire out. Come on, family. Are you smarter than the fifth grade? Because I'm pretty sure fifth graders have better logic than we show. This is not a, this is this this is not trigonometry. This is not part of arithmetic. It's simple math. They discuss you, they detest you. They, they but they rely on you to keep them wealthy. And we keep feeding them. What type of time are we on? What common kind of sense we keep talking about? That's why black people don't have no power now. That's why black people can't get along. No, we don't have no power now because the motherfuckers would, would rather support other power. Y'all want to know why black people can't get their shit together? Let me explain something to you right now. Forbes just came out like a week ago talking about the black, the black spending power is at $1.2 trillion, right? Forbes just came out that last week. And I, can, and I made a comment. That's, that's a weapon. People are talking about some guests. Let's, let's, let's use this power. No. You know, we've been using that spending power for 
98.5% of that spending power goes to empower other communities. So we don't have $1.2 trillion spent. We might have somewhere about maybe about uh, 2 or $3 billion that we actually use fuel and funnel fund black business. That's not a lot of money, family. We start talking about a nation of people. That's not a lot of money. We start talking about 50 million people. All right? That's not. Because let's, let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down. If you go to the white community, about 95 to 98% of their money stays in the community. Why? Because no matter where they spend the money, they own everything. They own everything. So unless they decide to eat, take out Chinese, unless they decide that um, they're going to buy their car at a foreign car dealership or something of that nature, which doesn't matter now because all the farm car dealerships are they have you know um, plants here in America. So basically that money still stays home. If you're gonna have all of the so basically the majority of that money stays home. Y'all already know the Jewish community which tries to separate themselves from the white community. So we'll go for this one little the Jewish community, the majority, I, I would go ninety-five to ninety-nine, percent of their money stays in the community. Yeah. If the motherfuckers rock some bagels to death, you know what I'm saying? They will not come out of their community. They will go to their own restaurants. They will buy their own newspaper. They will rent. They will. They will create Section Eight opportunities for their own people. So that not only are they selling the Section Eight out of Section Eight housing, but they're also renting it to their people. So they're providing rent control to their people, and they do so by by you know it's price gouging, it's price fixing, but they get away with it. I'm saying, remember the golden rule. People have gold makes the rule. Since we ain't generating no gold, we can't make no goddamn rule. But we can cope with what we want, but we're going to find out where the black power is. All right? So, we got that. And so, we got the, um, the, the, the Asian community. The Asian community probably spends about 75% of their money to try to go back to their community. But it flips a lot. It flips a lot. They flip that money to exchange his hands from Asian to Asian. About five or six, maybe seven, eight times before they leave that community. Because they, they believe in, in buying in bulk and they go international with their trip. Once in a while, you'll see somebody in Walmart with shopping cart full of shit for their store. But that's about as far as it goes. So, because they don't own Walmart, that's why I'm going to give them a roughly 75 to 80 percent. They're going to stay in the community. That 20% is when they be stocked up. To buy domestic shit for their house. And half the time they don't even throw their domestic shit out. So, um, okay, so got a lot of comments. Comments, my, my apologies, I ain't able to follow all the comments. Know what I mean? Um, so, okay, so, in terms of the, the, um, the Latino, Latino community, I would really be willing to bet that half of the Latino money goes back into the Latino community. The Latino community has their own shopping districts. They have, you know, their own stores. Um, they pretty much have, they got their own supermarket chain. So a lot of Latino money goes back into their community. And they all, listen, they all go to their own national bank, an international bank. They all go to the international bank. That's why you have the HS, what is it, HSBC bank, um, the, HS, the China bank or whatever. That's why you have that bank. Latinos um, have their own bank that they, that they go to from time to time. And if not, they, 
you know, even if they bank here in America, the majority of the Latino community, they still have their own shops, they got they got their own food truck networks. I mean, shit sounds little like like simple, but this is what they do. I watch this I see it with my own eyes. All right. And then let's get down to the black community. But 98% of our bread goes out of it. Because you're not shopping, you get paid, what's the first thing you pay your bill? But we don't own utility companies. You don't own power companies. So that money's out of it. That, 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 that doesn't come down. That goes back to the right. Okay? You don't see fit to do those things. You'd rather buy cars with rims that are spent. Rims that are spent. Nobody's buying that shit now. You know. So then, um, the, the, we, 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 we got to go food shopping because we got to fill our stock our refrigerator. So well, we're not going to a black owned supermarket. You know what I'm saying? We're not doing those things. So that money's not going there. You know what I'm saying? So that, again, that goes out the street. Um, now we come down to you know, necessities, clothes, things that nature. We don't believe in buying our clothes from black clothes and designers. That shit is cool. So we'll go out for the French names, German names, um, Italian names on our ass, and we'll rebrand ourselves. Not understanding that that brand was, you know, that's a whole slavery plantation thing where our ancestors were brand. But let's not get into that. So, so that's where the majority of our oath, and then the last part of our money, the, the biggest part that we like to indulge in mostly, is since we don't believe in investing our money, you know what I'm saying? We like to have entertainment. So we invest in concerts. We invest in trips. We invest. We'll put a money club together to go on a trip. We'll put a money club together to go to a concert. We'll put a money club together to do touring and, you know, do the deep shit. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll put our money together for that. But we don't have anything that we own. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that is the biggest problem. Since we don't have ownership, of those things, and since we're not here to we're starting small and building towards that, that is why that 1.2 trillion dollars the white man is happy with them. the Asian is happy with them. because they get to keep that money that they got going into their community, and then they take the money we spend and then they add it to whatever they're building in their community. This is why they're able to live in a surplus. This is why every other race except for black people are bringing in more annual income since 2000. Black people are bringing in less annual income and since the year 2000. This is why that's happening. I'm talking about here in the continental states of America. I can't speak for the rest of the world we talk about because even those numbers are inflated. We talk about Nigeria, we talk about um, Ghana, all those different places. Well, we need to extract the Chinese influence in those places because the Chinese are pouring money into those economies. But what we don't know is that we can't even extract or stipulate how much influence their economy, uh, the booms of their economy, how much is that related to the Chinese saturation as they move in and become the new colonizers of Africa? Feel what I'm saying? Uh, as they become the new colonizers of the Caribbean country, as they become the new colonizers of places where black faces just once were dominant in terms of population. Feel what I'm saying? So, so family, we have to go, oh shit, Queen Lopez, I'm glad you put it up. Black churches, they also get our break. You know what I'm saying? And the funny part about black churches is when gentrification first started, when, like really getting hard, they started with the, the, the forced gentrification and burning down um, blocks and leveling cities. And that's when um, the Bronx and North Philly was looking like Beirut. But just, it would just be buildings and um, 
It looked like somebody shot the motherfuckers with missiles. You know what I'm saying? And then literally, just, just, just clumps of concrete bricks, pipes and shit, and red dust. Right? This is this is this is when the churches, when the churches could afford that property. You start building up. This is the churches say no. All children, all people are God's children. Color doesn't matter. I want you to remember that. Because they thought that they were going to get that white dollar. They thought that because they thought they were going to get some white infusion in communities and they were going to get the high upper five and six figure income Europeans. They thought they were going to start coming to the, they could get them to come to the church. And what happened is they didn't realize how unspiritual white people are. Like on a Sunday, that's their day off. They're like, fuck church, fuck everything except football. All right? So what happened was while they were trying to get ready to watch their football games, Black churches were making all that noise. You got bands and playing in church. You got the, the choir. You got everybody singing. Hallelujah. Singing to, you know, um, you know what I mean? Take a sail on the mountain, all that crazy shit. And you know what they started doing? They started calling the police. They started getting nuisances reports. And they started, so the, so the, the, the um, churches were losing access to their building. And they were getting removed because they had too many nuisances before. There were too many people calling and, 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 and you know, they used the vagrancy laws. And they're using the vagrancy laws. They were, they're able now, what they're doing right now, they're running black churches out of formerly black neighborhoods. And now the black church is trying to stop. Fuck out of here. You should have bought those properties yourself. And when you gave it, created affordable home, low income or, or affordable homes for low income people, members in the congregation. That's what you should have been doing. But because you were greedy, because you Negroes like the motherfuckers that lay next to Trump, think you're going to benefit from the presence of white folks. That's what you get for me. You're trying to make deals with the devil. You always be screwed. You know, it's an old saying. You know, when you dance with the devil, the devil doesn't change. The devil changes you. And the devil locked a lot of y'all motherfuckers out. So I'm glad what's happening in the black churches right now because they deserve this. They no longer stand on the principles of nationhood like they once did. They no longer stand for as places and buildings where black people can go and meet, you know, and, um, and strategize how they're going to fight off white supremacy. They're no longer places where black people feel comfortable congregating. And because they're not committed to the black to the fight of the black community, fuck them. <laughs> so, 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 let's get back to the whole concept, the whole concept of not serving black people. Family, you, we're, we're going to get to the point. We got to get to the point where we stop treating black businesses like side whores. Whether it's a side chick or side dude. We got to stop treating black businesses like the side whatever in a relationship. Because as black businesses, they black businesses need black dollars. As I said before, other black other entities, other communities support their people. Now, the business is good. They treat each other with the type of respect and admiration and appreciation that deserve. And that part, black businesses, y'all got to step your game up. Stop treating me like a motherfucker who owes you my business. I don't owe you shit. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to pay allegiance to you. But you best believe I want to be treated like a motherfucking movie star when I come in the building. I want to be treated like I want to be treated like Will Smith when I walk in. I want to be treated like every other white. I want to be treated better 
than any Caucasian, Asian, Malaysian, whatever motherfucker that walks into your building. I want to be better than all of them. I want to be treated better than all of them. You know what I'm saying? Because the bottom line is, out me, there's no you. Without us, there's no you. Without black businesses, without black customers, there are no black businesses. The better start treating you with respect. Because the only kind of white the only kind of uh, businesses black that white folk run around are novelty shops. You know, just shit to remind them that they can experience the culture for the day. Bye, yeah, you know, I went to the black shop. That was a wonderful experience. I need some fried chicken. I ate it with my hands. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. <laughs> you know, nah, treat black people with more respect right now. That needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. Yes, I am saying all black, all churches. Fuck all churches right now. Until proven otherwise. I'm treating churches just like, um, I'm treating churches just like any other malevolent entity in our community right now that's not giving back. And I don't want to hear that my church people, my church does um, clothing, fries. You're supposed to do that shit. You, take, you got all your money from the people. But the church is also supposed to buy land and protect the people. And fucking other countries, the Catholic church, the Catholic church itself owns more land than anybody other any other entity on the planet. Catholic church. It owns land. And what it does with that land is it serves its people. So why can't the black church get into the same business of serving its people? And that goes for the black mosque. I ain't letting you Muslims out of this shit. It goes for the mosque as well. All these black entities that take a collection, that talk about spiritual um, guidance of that nature, and people pay you tithe, people pay you communion, then you need to be providing for your life. Saying, you know, so when I say church, I'm talking about all of these entities that, 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 that carry and collect dues disguised as tithe. You know, for your membership, all of them. You know what I'm saying? So you need to get on board with that. Because and, and we need to have a we need to have a more direct path line, a more direct path to restoring our commitment to the black community. That means the black first. When I come to town, I'm looking for your black businesses. Before I get to your town, I'm researching to know how many black people live in this town. When I went to Coldwell, Mississippi last year, I knew the population, I knew the townships, I knew what, what, what was connected, I knew they were part of Take Care, I knew Sanitoba was over here, I knew this school was over there, this, that, and the other, because you need to know your, your places. When I got to town, I walked around, I found out, oh, all these white families, oh, jackpot, black restaurant right there, I'm there. Horrible too, man. I was able to get a cheese, a whole cheeseburger drink for like six dollars. Fuck you, do that. You can't do that in Philly. A whole cheeseburger platter with six dollars on the drink. Shit. <laughs> and just fresh too. And just fresh. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? When I go to New York, I go to New York. When I was up, when I was at, um, when I was in Brooklyn Law. You know, I asked Sister Marsha, I said, Sister Marsha, I said, I need to get some eat before I get out of town. Any black establishments up here? She pointed one out that was straight down Fulton Avenue. Down Fulton Avenue was there. Got me some food from the, from the black restaurant. From the black restaurant. I ain't playing no game. When it comes to clothes, I keep telling y'all, ah, this is my shirt. 
Independence Day project. Whenever you see me wearing some shit, nine times out of ten, it's black on. You know what I'm saying? When you see me rocking those other shirts, those for my brother Patrick. And I keep telling y'all, hit my brother Patrick up. His sister Crystal up. His sister April up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all see him in my timeline. Y'all see me tagging him in the post when I put the shirts out there. That's where I get the clothes from. Don't say, oh shit, um, uh, this, 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 you know, uh, white brand, you know, this is your, your old trash brand. And they said this about black people. They had this on their shirt about black people. All of a sudden, email want to pop up on the shit, on the, on the, on the screen. Come on. So, sorry about that. They're getting all my business out there. The white man getting all my business out there. So, <laughs> so, um, so, fam, so this is this is this is why we have to start getting on code with the things we do. This is why we have to start getting on code. You know. I tell you, I hit my brother Ryan Greeno. You want to get some fashion? Brother got all kinds of shit. He got sweatsuits, he got baby suits, he got all types of stuff. You know, he got jackets, you know what I'm saying? He got all types of clothes. Hit the, black, hit the brothers and sisters up that are doing the work. Make them the trend in fashion for the black community. You got black people that make dashikis, but most black people you see them wearing dashikis will give them shit made in China. What type of time are we on, fam? You can't talk about how it's important for black people to get along after the fact. We're still not heeding the message from Mamie Till. Emmett Till, the murder of Emmett Till, is actually identified as the start of the civil rights movement. I know there was a fight, the Jim Crow era, this, that, and the other, but the, the fight of the civil rights movement, the spark for people gathering to, to, to get gather and protest, all those things. That was Emmett Till's murder. That was Emmett Till's murder. And his mother stated that she was a nurse in Chicago, that she had a good paying job. She had a car and apartment. She was doing well. She said the people, the problem of the people of the South, that was their business. It wasn't hers. But then when her son got killed, it let her know that. A problem for one of us better be the business of all of us. And for some strange reason, we're still not heeding that message. So we can continue to go forth and pretend like, oh, that happened to them, it won't happen to me. Black people be getting killed by grocers, and then the next fucking day, the line is out the door of black consumers ready to buy and purchase shit from them same grocers that just killed somebody black the day before. I don't give a damn what the reason is. When Peter Lang, shout out brother in Brooklyn, the Asian community came out and drove. And even though you had a few here and there pockets of Asians saying that, you know, they 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 that um they were against the shooting, this and the other, the majority of the Asian community they shut their stores down. They came out in New York and protested and said, one bullet or one shot too big. Don't make Peter Lang escape it. This motherfucker shot the brother. I, I, I killed um brother. Damn it! I'm, I, so I'm slipping on the names tonight. Slipping on the names tonight. 
But but we talk about that in the Independence Day project. Once I understand it. You know. Um but it's together. You didn't hear nobody saying we should no Latino saying shit about George Zimmerman. Not a lot. Definitely didn't see none of them making any public statements. You might have a Latino here and there that says some shit, but for the most part, nobody gets the code. And white people damn sure wasn't saying shit about George Zimmerman shooting Trayvon Martin. It goes against the code. We need to have a code of black empowerment and stop being so scared of riding, riding on that code of black empowerment. Of, of aligning ourselves with being black first. That whole concept, that whole notion of this whole rainbow uh, coalition that we always try to be a part of and white folk walk in the room. The fact that we, you know, um, if we're wearing a shirt that's culturally empowered and we walk past black people, now they, you know, pretend like they don't see. You know what I'm saying? How they pretend like they don't see. How they look through you, look past you. Because they're afraid to identify with that black power. They're afraid to identify with you empowering, you, you speaking boldly about being proud of, put, of being race first. And because we have that cowardly spirit that still exists amongst us, it is truly hard, truly hard to be a dignitary sometimes. But we fight through it. We fight through it because we know the babies ain't scared. We just have to get them on the right page. And we got too many, too many powers that see it and try to interject. And see, that's the problem. The whole idea of this, this, this whole idea of intersectionality, multiculturalism, and I'm not part of this black universe. I just believe the live, laugh, and love, and all those weak affirmations that allow black people to get their asses whooped on a daily basis. With no threat, no concern of retribution, the communities themselves feel no respect, no need to apologize to black people. Because they are so weak. And then we have so many divisions within the community. I'm a direct descendant of slave. I'm a I'm a black born in America. I'm a more, you know, this, I'm a dad, I'm my religion, I'm my group. It don't matter. The enemy still sees you the same. See, everybody's still playing games. And this identity politics is getting us killed. Because even within those things, we start talking about what well, we're doing black is practice love. It's being a practice of love. And we're getting slaughtered. We must love getting slaughtered. Because we're getting slaughtered out here. Because we're not taking any affirmation and any strength. We're, 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 we're dismissing the, the need of soldiers in this particular battle. We're dismissing the need of a fight. to have the fight spirit in this particular battle. We're dismissing all of those different things. Now we got cats wanting to be rock stars. They done used this shit to get popular. And now their true, their true shit then came out. They, they want to be rock stars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we, we don't have any, we, we don't have a lot of people dedicated to this fight. You know what I'm saying? When I see, when I see uh, videos, there's videos of, of, of people fighting off white supremacists. The first people I hear screaming are black women, get off of them, stop it, stop it. Why? He was just offending you. Now, I'm not telling people to go out there and, and, and fight this and the other, but why are you telling the person defending you 
to stop it when nobody was stopping the person that was offending you. The person defending you, you want to grip and grab. Because sometimes somewhere that cord is tripped and the cognitive dissonance is resurrected and now all of a sudden you feel white reprisal. So we're used to, as they said in the documentary um, I was watching not too long ago about the trips in the blood. The elders and the, some people in our community are, are comfortable with just taking the beatings. And the young people, like, we're not taking the beatings anymore. We got to get to the point, family, where that fight is resolute enough. I don't play identity politics. I don't play this. If you're my brother, you're my brother, my sister, my sister, until proven otherwise. If you're the enemy, you're my enemy, until proven otherwise. I'm not one of those people that's going to sift through all the bad white folks to get to the one or two good ones. It's like sticking your hand in a bag of rattlesnakes and praying that the one or two, that you can get to the one that won't bite you by going through all the ones that will. It just doesn't make sense. But like I said, we have to be smarter than the fifth grader to understand that. And right now, we've been culturally duped and culturally dumbed down to the point where we don't even recognize that stuff anymore. We don't recognize the inherent dangers of, of being out there amongst a, a, a gang. All of them see you as prey. They just have different ways of getting at you. The wolf is going to attack you when they're in the pack. The coyote is going to catch you slipping on your own. And the fox is going to trick you. But they all see you as prey. And when we walk amongst them as lamb and as sheep, and we have religions that identify us as the lamb and the sheep, and we walk amongst the wolves, behold, I release you, I release you amongst the wolves. That's an actual fucking passage in the Bible. When you have those things, you set yourself up to be a victim. And when you're fighting somebody that's trying to tell you that you should be able to see that 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 you're bored. You're bored. You need to take defensive stance. You say, no, I love everybody. Everybody, you know, I'm with that black shit. God doesn't know any color. This, that, and the other. For some strange reason, the devil sure knows color. Because the devil's team is winning like a motherfucker right The devil team is whooping your ass. They seem to recognize color. So if God created the devil, then don't you think your God should recognize color too? And if your religion doesn't serve your community, is it really your religion? Is it really your spiritual pain? If you, because I know a lot of, we got a lot of cowards out here now that are trying to hide behind spirituality and, you know, this is spiritual work. It is. But let's understand something. When you start talking spirituality, the majority of people that are talking it are scared to accept our own cultural spirituality. You tell them about our culture, spirituality, and they'll tell you we're devil worship. They'll tell you that you, you know, you're, you're, you're members of the occult and all that other shit. We gotta get to the point, family. We drop a lot of this border. And we have people who are consistently held back to walk into the slaughterhouse and, and, and recognizing that they're on the menu. Sometimes you gotta let them serve themselves up. We gotta start fending the herd. I can't believe it, but we gotta practice our own form of eugenics. 
We got to start cutting off some of the weak links. We got to start letting some of these motherfuckers die off. Because, and here, those cats that talk that shit, that talk that multicultural stuff, they're the first niche. Because you best believe they're sitting in meetings with us and then revealing secrets and trades and when they go have their meetings with them. Well, I was in the meeting last week, so, and they, you know, not that I agree with everything they say, but they say some good stuff. But, you know, these black power people, you know, they were talking, and they were talking about, you know, making some moves and this and the other. Before you know it, you got the FBI, <laughs> fucking NSA, and all these other alphabet entities. You got local law enforcement, state police putting surveillance on you. You know, you got your, your, um, all your devices, why monitor, they know all the shit you got going on. Nah. Because that's why. I don't mess with anybody that ain't black first. You know, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't mess with people who are like, you know, separatists in our community either. Because y'all can return too. If you think that you're, you're trying to create an elite, the elitist, Form of, of black or any other, I don't trust you either. Because you don't see the rest of us as relevant. And therefore, you will play us like anybody else. Ah, baby. I'm black first all day long. African first all day long. If you have a problem with it, stop following. You're not going to convince me that that's the wrong way to go. So family, as I call this evening to an end, because, you know, the brother's been on here doing this thing for a little bit. Uh, man. We, 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 we need for the family to understand something. We need for the family to, oh, I'm trying to, <laughs> we need for the family to understand something. We, we, we have to get on code. We have to get on code. Now, we have to stop with this whole idea, this notion that we're going to keep being responsible for people who are responsible for themselves. We're teaching the black community about, uh, we teach them about the, 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 the things we should be cautious about. We're teaching them about all the different things. We're teaching them about the areas we need to be cautious about. We're teaching them about the the notions and, and the, uh, the things that we need to stop on the uh, best practices is their nature. And for some strange reason, we just aren't getting it. We just aren't getting it. So, for their family, the brother will be checking out. The Independence Day Project will be, we have some announcements coming up on Tuesdays about the Independence Day Project. But stay tuned to that family. For their family, peace. Black power. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out tonight. That's right. Make some noise. Come on. Get louder. Make some noise. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just. Trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. Walk with me. Never get too low, we can rise above it. Gotta recognize.
recognize we struggling and hustling. On this journey we call life, I'm just earning my own stripes. Better days, man, I've been praying, I've been praying like all night. Sacrificing the ball is life, having dreams of me building temples. Elevating, educating, still got dreams of me going to temple. Man, I want to be versus the man I was born into. Born into sin, no judging, but there's no crim de la crim in the city. It's us against them. The worker versus the taker, the taker versus the violator. The hustler in me will annihilate you. Ask the creator why they describe fortune as paper. When we all know the real players is shedding love. You spread that, you get it back tenfold. Stay on your feet like insoles. You reap what you sow, right? Don't be asleep for your whole life. Trying to creep these streets like underneath ain't a hole, right? We'd rather dig ditches instead of building bridges. But I'm here and I lack fear and I need a real witness. Walk with me. All we have is what we're blessed with. The rest is just Walk with me. Through the trials and tribulations, all I hate and we gon' make it just Get too low, we can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling and hustling. On this journey we call life. Walk with me. Grandmom 50, grandson 16. But to the household, he's a king. Cause he envisioned his mother as a queen. But she passed when he was eight, and grandmom took her place. She was a base hand, and daddy was a base runner. He never loved him, chose his money in replace of him. That's when grandmom stepped in, her grandson best friend. But grandson stepped out, started putting his chest out, started learning his truth by striking fear in the youth. Little boy no more, he need a miracle too. Now ask yourself a question, with all this mass aggression, if he committed a crime out of frustration as an adolescent, does he deserve a prison sentence or a better blessing? Did you even bother to question whether we learned this lesson? His story could come from glory, he could be another person's blessing. Not believing you get the message? Won't you please walk with me walk as I give the message? Walk with me. All we have is what we're blessed with, the rest is just. Walk with me. Through the trials and tribulations, all the hate, and we gon' make it just. Walk with me. Never get too low, we can rise above it. Gotta recognize we struggling walk and hustling.